Welcome, guys, to Kells and Betsy podcast, where we are focused on raising private capital and investing with purpose. So whether you are a new investor or even an experienced investor, understanding the art of raising private capital is crucial in today's competitive landscape. Join us as we navigate the complex realm of attracting investors, securing funding, and building meaningful relationships that fuel your business growth. Welcome, guys, to our show. Uh, I'm your host, Kalisha, and I have my co-host with me, Betsy. What's going on? What's going on? Hey, She's hey. Like, so excited for today. I'm always excited. Um, we have a very good friend with us today, so I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow. how about you? How are you? I think every time you, your screen comes on, I'm like, I want to see that whole life that you have at the back so guys for those who are listening Betsy have these like really cool pink and blue lights it kind of set the tone so the entire like robot entire vibe and I have these fancy lights but I can't get those background but I always love your lights but Thanks. guys today we have a guest with us and she's gonna she's doing she's been doing her thing for a while and what I love is that the twists she's Bringing, she's going to share her experience being a lender. She's going to share her, her experience investing in real estate and also being a borrower as well. So she's like on both sides. So she's going to give you guys a full scoop of how it is with private lending from the borrower side, from the lender side, and just her experience within the real estate space. But before we even go into that, we're going to hit them with the disclaimer. See? you guys the following information is for educational purposes only please do your own due diligence we do not provide financial legal or professional advice so yes every case is different you guys we want to remind you to please do your due diligence um yeah today we have an awesome person i'm very excited to just start and break it down with her and talk about yeah you do want to share the news that we have that you just told me about the stuff on iTunes and Spotify? Oh, yeah, you guys. We're like one listen away. Probably by this video when it comes out, we will be at a thousand listens on Spotify. So we're really excited about that. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Um, please remember if you are on there to answer the poll questions, answer the polls and answer the questions. Um, that just mm-hmm. helps us get more visibility. And also, you guys, we have like almost 400 plays on Apple Podcasts. So we're really excited that our content is growing. We actually just this week reached 400 followers on YouTube. So you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. No, like when, when she told me, I was like, oh, wow, people are actually listening. We know we have, we have our niche out there. You know, we have our niche. We may not be like, those big gurus, but we have persons who are very interested in what we have to say, the guests that we bring on. And also guys, if you're listening or watching, just let us know as well, like what topic you guys want to talk about, which guests you want us to bring on, because we're on this journey with you. We are also learning as we go along when we hear different experiences from these guests as well. So feel free to send us any recommendations that you guys have. Uh, But 
without further yeah. ado, let's welcome. This journey has been amazing. Um, it's been, if, if it doesn't help anybody else, it helps me, right? Because every person that we bring on, we learn something new from, and it just is more eye opening. And it's been amazing, yeah. this um, podcast journey. So uh, thank you guys for riding along the journey with us. All right. So right before, well, not right before, but earlier, let's welcome our guest, Marie Berry. Welcome to our show. <laughs> Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Love it. I, she, Marie was saying um, right before we, we came on, guys, that we're all like California today. You know, this dark kind of thing. We're all in, it was, and we're all in glasses. And we're all in our glass so we could see well. We had to really wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see your beautiful faces. Thank you. Man, it, it's finally that we have you on the show. We're just talking that nothing really happens before it's time. And, and if you guys remember, our show, we did a live recording from Amy Majora Raising Park Money Conference a couple months ago, back in April. And Marie was supposed to do a live interview at the event, but it didn't work out. And the reason why it didn't work out is because it was supposed to happen today. And you guys will find out why it was supposed to happen today, because she has some big news that she will be dropping. And I'm so proud of her. You know, like, it's going to be so exciting. But I leave her to, to tell us that when we go, go further down into this interview. But Marie, because a lot of persons, we know you. For yes. our listeners, tell us about how you got into real estate investing. Well, I'm here to say, first and foremost, thank you for having me. But real estate is just, um, I, I, I love it. And I think, you know, uh, also to share with everyone that it's never too late. My husband and I joined when he... Um, semi-retired after being in a company for almost 25 years and he was given a package and we took some of that money and invested it in a real estate seminar knowing nothing about it just saying why not what was he going to do we always liked doing our home improvements and it seemed like the next step something we talked about for a while but the opportunity came along so we joined a national network with that um i sort of dragged him there but we left open-eyed and realized the possibilities and it was all based on financial information where, you know, the numbers don't lie. So I think that was a, a path for us to take together after being married yeah. over three years. And um, I thought I'd be working with my husband side by side. But we chose, I said, give me five years. Let's see what happens and we'll go from there. So that was 2018 when we started our real estate journey. And this March, it was five years, as I said. And now I'm trying, trying to direct him back to retirement. So he's out coughing today. But um <laughs> We started with the basics, you know, we understood, we heard about private lending, we learned about rehabbing, we learned about um, buying holds. But what we also learned, which I think was really critical, and we're living it now, is that the more strategies you know, it will allow you to pivot along the way. So when the circumstances change, the economy changes, not to fret or fear it, but to sort of pivot with the different strategies that work best in those economies. And I think that's probably been the biggest lesson. So when COVID hit in the middle of that, 2019-20, we were looking at two properties to rehab. And as that occurred and things were changing rapidly, we decided to keep two of them. So at this point now, we had three properties on hold. We were still flipping, but we had already, um, we were able to acquire something. And then during COVID, those two properties, 
increased in value by three, four hundred thousand dollars. So wow. all of a sudden we had sold our big house. We didn't know where to go. We were getting ready to make a move. We couldn't find what we wanted, but we kept one of the little renovated houses. The other one was a little beach house. Somebody didn't want at the time. People were fearing during COVID and they were getting rid of stuff. And that's exactly where the opportunity came along for us. We knew the locations. We knew, you know, we knew it was a good opportunity to purchase. We had planned to flip them, but the numbers were too good to let go. Yeah. So we sat now on two other properties and then right before things were changing, we found a duplex and the duplex was our last purchase as the interest were just starting to go up. We'd worked with the same finance company closely. So in that nine, 12 month period, we ended up with three properties and it was the best thing that ever happened to us. So that was, um, we had done private lending. We had money left over. We had done the whole flip and the refinance. And now we had actually done a duplex. So we implemented all these strategies at once with a lot of um, help from our friends and from coaches, people we, you know, called out and said, you know, who's been through this journey before? I ask a lot of questions. Anyone who knows me will know I ask a lot of questions, drives my husband nuts, but I want to understand it so that I can know what the next step is and try and anticipate. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So private lending was also part of it. We had a little bit of retirement money. So we're able to use that money and we actually created a, um, self-directed account. So that allowed us to lend and build some income at the same time. And with the other parts, we diversified. We put some in metals, we kept some in um, our self-directed and we kept some still in our IRA. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit, like if we can go back because you kind of sure. like went over it. Uh, what was the first experience of you lending? Were you like, were you, were you positive on the people that you were going to lend with? Like how, how was that experience? I think for me, and again, now with the group that, that we're in now, um, we were part of a network, a national network, which gave us a little security. We had coaching. We had signed up for the program, which gave us our documents. We uh, had our foundation. Our LLCs were established. We had someone uh, looking out for us. We, we um, put our company in under Nevada corporate. So in Nevada, we was where we were registered. Um, and we found a real estate attorney, a small real estate. She's a person who has been in business for 20 years, but a solo practitioner and we've become best friends. So when it really said, find your team and our contractor was also someone we've been with for five years, our realtor we've been with for five years. So we've been very fortunate, but the networking, when we getting back to your question, we invested within the network. So someone mm -hmm. was doing property rentals and when their first initial investment, they gave us um, interest each month. Now, usually we do a balloon payment at the end or receive a balloon payment at the end, but we were getting started. We were a little nervous. So we wanted to see the returns a little at a time and they were willing to show us that. So, um, yeah, we worked with one of the coaches is where we started. And then it led did from you, there other opportunities. Did you lend it first or did you borrow money, private money first? I, <laughs> I, know, I think we did both. I think we lent. And then an opportunity came up on a little house, $150,000 beach house. And mm -hmm. my brother, my brother invested with us was one of our first believers. So it was friends and family where usually it wasn't, they tell you to use other people's money. We have, but we were very mm -hmm. fortunate in that within our circle, uh, my brother, first and foremost, was the one who understood real estate was sitting on money. He couldn't move. And it was just sitting in the bank. It was a perfect example of what we talked about. So I could give him double digit returns while he was sitting at the bank, you know, five or 6% back then, if that, even yeah. in the stock market. And um, he gave us $150,000. Whoa. So, so with that, did you do like 
I know that you're a part of the association and I think I know what association that is. Do you also, um, did you provide like the standard promissory note to trust even though it was your brother? Oh, you did. Everything. I've treated everyone in as, as a business, as a as transaction to be as transparent as possible, to be able to, to minimize any litigiousness and we have not had to litigate anything, thank God, in five years. Um, we've had a couple of delays on some people that we lent to, but us ourselves, we've always been able to return our money for the seven, eight projects we've done. Um, thank, you know, thank the Lord. So yes, we haven't, I mean, not to say it can't happen, it happens to the best of us. Um, so there's always, you try to minimize, there is risk in real estate, we can't deny that. And I like that you put your disclosure disclaimer up there because I think that's very important, but the numbers have to make sense. And with the making, with looking at your analysis, you have to allow for contingency which we've always allowed 10 to 15%, as high as 15%. So that you always have wiggle room. Something yeah, could happen, you need, it rains something, you find a, a leaky roof that you didn't expect. The electrical doesn't become just a one room problem, it becomes a six room problem, whatever that is. Um, and there could be delays along the way that could cost you in holdings. So it's yeah. really a whole package, you need to understand that. And, um, and that was that foundation. So they gave us the forms, the documents, we had promissory notes we could borrow, we had um, we had a lot of big swipe files. We had, and we had someone to call for a year and a half, and that was great. Our coaches were awesome, and that's where I met Amy. What are you? How are you finding these um, private money lenders? What strategies are you using? What marketing strategies are you using to find these people? So I'm a big, big believer in. Um, I'm a big picture person. I like to share the picture and have everyone understand what's going on. I don't feel like I, I want to hide things. I want to be very transparent and I don't want to feel doubt, let anyone to feel doubt. So I'm very open about explaining the process and explain and being open to any questions and reassuring my private lenders. Well, that's the number one thing. Um, as yeah. far as finding them, a lot of us through word of mouth, but probably understanding as you met people on the way, what the possibility was, was this, a candidate, do they have, are sitting on, listening to them and asking them questions? Are they sitting mm -hmm. on their retirement funds? They're asking you about real estate. Well, how, you know, how have you invested in real estate? What is your interest? So doing a little bit of due diligence on understanding the person, how, what their reservations might be, what their risk tolerance might be. And in having those conversations, then you go to, well, would you be interested in an opportunity that might be, you know, 10 or 12% return over 12 months? Um, annualized and you explain the process. I started with just 12% annualized right from the start. Most of our projects mm -hmm. were just six to seven months, the little ones. Now we're finishing one that's taken nine to 10 months, um, which just under contract, I'm afraid to say it out loud, but it's um, been a nine month, tw 10 month project, which I got nervous on because I was ready for it to be finished in six. We had delays mm -hmm. with permitting, we had delays with our contractor and that just put us back. So the market has changed since COVID. And that's yeah. where you had to allow for a little more extra time. Yeah. But really it's finding people along the way, some through word of mouth, but a lot of family and friends along the way because it was people I was comfortable with because I felt I could reassure them because it's someone you know, like, and trust. And hopefully they know, like, and trust you before they lend you money. So building that relationship is truly key. And that's probably my strongest skill set. I'm definitely my a relationship person. As I told you, I'm here oh. with my college roommate of 40 years. Yeah. Except <laughs> So, so you were talking a little bit about delays um, from your the people that you have lent to. 
Um, how are how are you dealing with that? Are they keeping good communication with you? What's your processes? What contingencies do you have for that? I keep an active list. I have to do a better job of that because now I'm doing a little more lending third party, which I had not done before. And that was the real something I learned this. You're always learning. And that's something I learned this year in the group that we before, before you move on. Yes. Can, for, can you explain to our, our, our listeners and watchers, what do you mean lending third party? So lending third party is lending money to someone else that I'm not going to use. I'm lending it to someone who's asking, has a project, they need another investor, they're looking for funds, they can't find it. But I may have one of my lenders who I've just returned money to or are sitting across money or I've come a lot across the way and don't have use for their funds. I thought, well, then I could, can't do anything about it. But I've learned since in the last six or eight months that you make note of that. You stay in the communication as you reach out and communicate with other investors. You can offer that money and in turn mm -hmm. um, receive a finder's fee. So that's been something that has grown for me in the last um, six months that I didn't even know was a possibility. So that money now is there and it's going to come back out and there's possibility of reinvesting it. But again, the people know me. I'm tracking it. I personally, some people don't like to keep, you know, that communication going. They like to turn it over to the investor. These are my relationships and I'm very, very privy to them. And I, it's very important to me to maintain that relationship. So even though it's another investor using their money, I follow up to make sure that they know what's going on. And as the date approaches for the return 30 days prior, where are we on the project? Are there any delays that I need to inform them on? So no one, there's no surprise. And even though it may have been a 12-month contract, they could have told them six or seven months. If we're coming down on six or seven, might go to eight. I don't want them to be surprised. I had one person, okay, where's my money at six months? But the contract says 12 months. So reassured them there were just some delays. They need to get, you know, just wait a little longer, but we'll keep them posted. I had someone else who said, oh, it's six months. Keep it for 12. I want as much money as I can get. So it's just, you know, it's, it's all a matter of the, the individual and you really have to cater to the individual and understand their personalities. Mm -hmm. well, that makes sense. And that, so how you have, yeah. you have all the the, the, the different connections with my lenders. How what? are you with those with these PMLs? How are you nurturing those relationships? So you touched on one where when you you refer your PML to someone else, you keep the communication going. But how else do you maintain that relationship? I'm still a phone person. <laughs> Kalisha knows that. <laughs> it could be a text. It could be a message. I check in. I still send Christmas cards. I remember birthdays. It's just what I do. So I think that I just, they know I'm there. It's someone that once I usually have a relationship, especially someone that's loaned me money, um, I'm hypersensitive to that and making sure that I keep them, you know, in my mind. Um, nothing more than, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I could be three months that I don't speak to them, like I said, but I do think I need to get better at that. And my hope is to develop a process similar to what you girls are doing. And I think it's key because if that grows, that was not something I intended to grow. This is a new business model that um, right now I'm trying to keep a spreadsheet of what's been loaned by what date and when they mm -hmm. were promised the monies so that I can sort of track and it gives me just, I can scroll through. Is there a date popping yeah. up that I need to call someone in the next 30 days? before the date expires. That's my ideal world. Then how are you presenting these deals to like the, the structure? Like for example, you have an opportunity, someone wants funding, 
right? How are you explaining the deals? Do you have like a, a PowerPoint? Do you have a document or is it all just over the phone? Um, with my close lenders, most of it's over the phone. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. There's people out there that have money and I've come across money. I was told recently that I guess I'm trustworthy. I don't know why. I did a master class for a week. The person was somewhere up in Maine. I'm down in Connecticut, six hours away. Never met the person. At the end of the class, they said, I love some of your comments. I have $80,000. I don't know what to do with it. Can can you use it for a project? Wow. So that's, I had another one. I was on a mastermind with five, four women for a few months and they were going to leave the country. She was younger. She had left her job. She was sitting with $110,000 in a fidelity. She said, I'm leaving the country for a year with our family. She's in her mid thirties. She says, can you use the money? And then when we finished, she rolled it over again with the earnings. So from 110, from 100, it went to 110 and that money's out right now coming due in the next six, in the next three months. So once you have it, oftentimes if it's someone that's truly sitting on the money and they don't know what to do with it, they're not interested in really investing outside of that, they would leave it parked in the 401k, they would leave it parked in the bank. Those are the key individuals that then you really stay in touch because that money can be reused again. And as yeah. we've been told before, once you have a key body of PMLs, you private mm -hmm. money lenders, you don't really need to keep looking because you can go back to the same people if you understand their financial situation, what their interests are, if they're experience, you want to make their experience, especially their first experience to be ideal because then they'll be more open to hiccups on the second deal. Yes. So yes. making sure the most smooth possible transaction occurs the first time, I believe is key. That's where the mm -hmm. short term come in. They give you money for six months and you put and you turn it back. They're very happy. I really need that. I really need that sound effect or or something that I could sprinkle on the on the screen where you can see gems like those diamonds things just falling down on the screen. <laughs> yeah, just falling little stars. The champagne um, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's something that I need. So I know one of the things is that, and a lot of people said it's risk, especially when you're trying to, you're connecting your lenders to someone else. You, especially if it's something, yeah, you may know that person, how are you conducting your due diligence on that particular deal? I asked to see the analyzer. I always got the very basic, you want the purchase price, the estimated repairs and the ARV. You can look up the property yourself on Zillow. You can look up the property on Z on Google Maps. You want to understand the neighborhood. And what you could do is also look up niche.com. I started using that a lot. It tells you about the patterns, the school systems, and they rate the towns or the community as an A, B, or C town. Um, I like my data. So I found, I don't do a ton of it, but I like having it. And I've just learned to access a few that give me a comfort level that are easy for me to look up but then i have their analyzer alongside it um the terms how long and why you know and what those funds are being used for it could be for repairs it could be for gap funding um they may not have an actual real estate number to go with it because at the end sometime you went over and you need gap funding thirty forty thousand dollars that's acceptable as long as it's part of the big project and you know where it's getting used yeah. and then i've gone as far as you know coming down and visiting and looking at the properties, which is how you and I met, where I came down sure. and yes, 
friends of ours were doing one and we had connected very well. We'd spoken for two or three months and we said, let's go look at the property. And we flew down and we spent a day with everyone and it was fabulous. It's such a great um, relationship builder again. Again, it's all about build, it, you built the relationship. So by showing you what they were doing, by being open and transparent, sharing the community, sharing their documents, sharing uh, the possibilities of what they might do next, all yeah. that is part of creating um, a long-term relationships that you, that create growth and opportunities for both of you, because you don't know what the next opportunity might be. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. But I know like time is coming. It's coming closer. But Marie. Can you share with our audience that big, your big, your big news? Tell us about your big news. My big pivot. Yes. yes. So a thing for me is I've also been, you know, although I, so I don't do as many projects. I'm not as active um, doing all kinds of real estate projects. Wholesale, for some reason, was never been my, it's, it's quick. It's a nap down. That's not my, for some, I don't know if the two of you can relate to that. Wholesaling has not my, um, strength. It has never been. Um, I think because I lack the relationship building in that transaction. It's very, very transactional. Mm -hmm. So I prefer um, bigger deals. I found myself, I was in uh, national sales, international sales. So I like bigger deals, bigger numbers. Um, I can see the big picture so I can communicate better on that level. And mm -hmm. I think that it led me to like, but I needed cash flow. And reading about all the different changes that since COVID, um, the online opportunities have become incredible. The two of you are a perfect example of this right now. I'm so proud of you. And I love, love seeing everything you've done. Yes. And I think it's great. And you're seeing the results. You're seeing the results. So I felt like I had to push myself a little bit out of my, my you know, comfort zone. And I did sign up for a program that um, was hearing about webinars. And I heard about a one-day event that was, you know, about summits. I didn't know what a summit was versus a webinar, and I guess they're all basically the same versus a podcast. But this summit is where I'm inviting, um, building a list, building a list of followers. And I was encouraged and challenged to do a summit where you invite 10 speakers to speak on a subject matter close or related to private lending is what I chose. I will have 10 guest speakers. I am officially launching my first virtual summit on September 27th. I've confirmed 10 speakers. It will be Grow Your Wealth with Private Money. And we'll talk about the special ways or specific ways experts reveal how to earn passive income uh, through real estate. So I hope to talk about passive income, whether it's affiliated marketing, whether it's opening, doing an Airbnb, even starting with a room in your home. But it's and then with that is an ebook that I'm finishing that will be offered um, to our VIPs. And the ebook is um, top three ways to passive income to fund your dreams. And then followed by that will be more ways to passive income because as I started doing the research, there's so much. And I just feel millennials need to know about it. I think passive income is great to supplement at any age. So whether you're in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, getting ready to retire or in your 60s to supplement retirement, the passive income, real estate is a great opportunity for that. But there are so many other ways you could do it as well. And I wanted to share that. Look at you. See? So here I am. Big news in progress and that. So tell us, so guys, for those who are listening as well. So the event is September 27th. It'll be a one day event, nine to 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, I will be on, it will be on social media. I'll be doing some posts promoting it beforehand. It will be a half hour, 30 minute interviews. We'll probably take a break in between. They will be live. 
And then I will have a recording of everything that I will share also for the VIPs who sign up. It'll be a free summit, but if you sign up, you'll get a copy of the recordings. You'll get a copy of my ebook to download. And I'll also offer a 15-minute consult with me to ask any questions regarding passive income, real estate, or whatever you like. Wow. <laughs> and you, how can people sign up? Um, that I'm sorry. And I don't have the URL will be growyourwealthlive.com. I'm hoping that that will click, but I don't think it's live yet. So stay tuned because I will be promoting it. I'll put it, give it to you guys. You can promote it on your site and you'll have the link. The landing page will come. It's being set up this week and we'll be going live to get everything going this week. Perfect. That's amazing. Great. That's, that's great. Great. Thank news. you. I was able to own the grow your wealth live so that hopefully the grow your wealth in itself could be something that we could keep and use in different formats as we continue to pivot and grow our different strategies, which is what I love about real estate. It's never gets old because there's always something new to learn and something new to do with real estate. Exactly. It's crazy because two months ago, was it? We're in September. So two months ago, actually less than two months ago when Marie was like, okay, I'm going to do a summit. But I was like, this is crazy. I can't do this. This is too much work. And then a couple of weeks after, she's like, okay, it's official. I'm doing a summit. I was like, huh? I was afraid like, to yeah, put I a date on it. I was afraid to confirm and I had to speak it out loud. And and speaking it out loud, I mean, I didn't have a VA. I didn't have any tech background and nothing. You know how guys I feel about tech. And at midnight is where I found my tech on LinkedIn scrolling. So I was just reading out. LinkedIn has been a great resource of people that are doing amazing things um, of all ages. And they're independent professionals as well as business owners. And I, I have found LinkedIn to be a great resource. So, yes, I'm doing it. Thanks to your support. Anytime, anytime. Like, guys, like for those, like Marie's a type of person where like, she's like my, she's like my sister when she's ready, my bigger sister when she's ready. She's like my mom when she's ready. Like we can have a full blown one hour conversation and she's like three different persons in my life depending on who the stage up for that conversation. But she's so supportive, like no matter what, like she's very, very supportive and she's going to tell you She's gonna tell you like it is, whether you like it or not. She, it's she just don't care. I'll but try to guide you as best I can, and if I can't, I will tell you that. And people no, know if exactly. I don't have the answer, I'll let you know that I don't know. No. But I'll try to look yeah, it up. I'll try to find it. But I love, I love empowering you, ladies. I love. I have three wonderful daughters myself, uh, twenty-five to thirty-two, and I love, love, love seeing all of you grow. I think that this is a great time of opportunity for all of you, for all of us. And I think it's a great time for women. Um, my virtual summit will not be just for women, but I do believe that um, it's a great niche for women right now. Only 32% of women are real estate investors, ladies. Only 32%. However, 23% of Americans say that real estate is the number one path to grow your wealth. Yeah. So listen to that. And that in mm -hmm. itself is just so important and shares, you know, when people are operating in fear and, oh, you know, we, it, interest rates are too high, prices are too high. Don't listen to all that noise. Just look at the numbers and make it make sense. And if you can find then a duplex, a two-family house, house hack, you can live in one room and rent out the other two rooms or get a three-family yeah. and rent out the two floors below you. Um, start small. Start with the roommate. Now pad splits are coming in from Airbnb. It's gone to pad split. So they're renting rooms. I never thought that would be a possibility. So I just mm -hmm. think that 
it's the possibilities are endless and then find a market where the prices are more reasonable. But as long as the numbers work, just take your time, analyze it and make sure the numbers, they speak the truth. Try not to get ahead of yourself in an anxiety to say, I've got to jump into real estate um, just because, or because Mm -hmm. someone told you they're hanging a carrot over your head. Make sure the numbers make sense and do your due diligence. That's really important. I was going to ask you for advice, but then she just she just hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> that was really good advice, you guys. Take that yeah. 200. I know what all you guys are doing, and it's great to see all of you um, taking you know chances in different areas and to see you guys do the podcast and investing in different markets. I still haven't been comfortable as as comfortable, and I think that big project I did join in Florida was I knew the market pretty well. I had family living there. I understood the state, but it was, it's whatever, 1500 miles from where I live. So I wasn't going to be there every day. And I think it's interesting. So I, to know that there were people there in boots on the ground. So that can be in anywhere. It can have a friend, a relative, someone that can do a drive-by um, that help. That's helpful too. Just give you that little bit of extra security so that you're giving that back to your private lenders. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. How can people connect with you, Mary? Marie? So I'm on Instagram at uh, MarieBerry5 underscore. And feel free to reach out, send a message. And also um, my my website is Beyond Home Properties, but you can also reach me there and leave a message, info at beyondhomeproperties.com. Wow, you guys got, got a personal email here, so feel very lucky. <laughs> It's info, but we'll get to it. We will always find your your questions <laughs> anytime. So no, I love connecting with both of you. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you to our viewers. You guys are amazing. So whether you're looking to finance your next project, launch or expand a new business, we hope that this episode gave you insights, strategies, and tips so that you can raise capital and invest with purpose. Bye, Thank guys. You. Can't wait to see you soon in a couple months. All right. Bye, Bye. guys. Great.